Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Prep and Defend Show. Today, we're going to be talking about overtraining. So as a lot of us are very hard chargers, we like to display mental toughness on our day-to-day job, on the day-to-day workouts. So we push ourselves pretty hard physically. Well, sometimes when I'm training with individuals, either myself or that other person will let me know that, hey, I'm just not really improving anymore. I'm just feeling really burned out. Well, and that's called overtraining. So if you're not careful, overtraining can stop you dead in your tracks from continuing to progress towards hitting your goals. And if you're not careful, it can get you injured as well. So today, it's just a brief talk, but we're going to be talking about the reasons we might be pushing ourselves to overtraining. How can you tell if you're overtraining? And then what you can do to help fix or help prevent yourself from overtraining in the future. So that's the topic for today. It's overtraining. I really think it's going to help you and give you some things to use in your everyday life of being a hard charger. Thank you for joining me on today's show and let's get into it. So let me ask you, have you ever felt like you were overtraining? Maybe your physical performance had been decreasing or plateauing, or you're just mentally smoked to where you think you're overdoing it. So those are just a couple of indicators that you could be overtraining or overstressing. So stress comes in a lot of ways. It's physical or mental, and your ability to endure more stress does not mean that you're more fit or more resilient. And overtraining is when we add physical stress to the point that we're not yielding positive physical or performance results any longer. So being an athlete or athletic, tactical athlete, especially tactical athletes, they need to train for the long haul. As I always talk about taking a career approach. So operating as a true professional, professionals pursue resilience, operating at a very high level and avoiding breaking down. So we may push until we feel we might begin beginning to break down that it's kind of starting But we fix the problem through rest and recovery, and then we continue to work hard. You're just a person, right? Even machines break down, but we're people. So if you just keep pushing yourself, you're a highly motivated person, you're a hard charger. Well, if you continually push yourself hard physically, at some point, something has to give and something will give in the form of an injury you can get uh, more prone to injuries. Your central nervous system can just be so um, taxed or smoked, as we call it, to where you're just that burnout. You know, you're just burnout mentally, physically, it's burnout. And maybe you're feeling like you can't improve. And some of the things can even manifest themselves physiologically. So um, some ways that you might be able to know that you're overtraining would be if you have unusual muscle soreness after a workout, so it just, it's sore way longer than it should have been. Maybe you didn't even do that hard of a workout, but you're really sore for a really long period of time. And maybe you're unable to train or unable to perform at a level that you are usually able to do. So perhaps, you know, on a certain run that you do a timed run or a timed hike or any timed workout, you know, where you can usually finish at a certain intensity and you just can't hit that anymore. I mean, not just that you're getting older, not just that maybe you're, you're injured, but really everything's fine except you just can't do that anymore. 
So maybe that's a sign that you're just overtraining yourself. Again, I said soreness. So maybe you're, you're just feeling like your body and your legs are just really heavy, even at those lower intensities. And maybe it's taking you a long time to recover, as I said, from soreness or from just a workout. You're just feeling like you, you can't recover like normally, maybe before on a certain run or a hike or a workout, you know, after 20 minutes, get some nutrition, you're good to go. But that's not the case. You're feeling it linger the effects throughout the whole day. So maybe that's another sign that you're overtraining. And as I said, if you're measuring things, your performance is just kind of plateauing and you, you can't get any better. And as I said, maybe it's even, it's even getting a little bit worse. So what are the reasons that we even push ourselves to overtrain? So overtraining can be just from us, us pushing ourselves too intense for too long. So we're going too hard every day, all day for too long. And it's just, it's over, it's too taxing on our body. We're not giving it the chance to recover. Right. Or maybe we're trying to meet a goal and we're in that time crunch of an approaching academy or an approaching race or some event or some competition that you are pushing yourself hard to be ready for that and to perform well, but maybe you didn't give yourself enough time. So you're just going too intense, trying to cram too much in a short period of time. Or maybe one reason that we overtrain is we're just trying to hang on as you age and as you just be become a little bit more injury prone and, and you need to be more careful over time. But maybe you're just trying to hold on. You're trying to hold on to the same mile runtime that you did when you were in high school or college and you're just trying to hold on and and you won't give anything and so you're pushing yourself so hard and and you're just maybe that's that's a way that you're overtraining or you're trying to do the same weight that you did years prior and you won't listen to your body when it's telling you that it's time to slow down or back off so those are ways or reasons that you know how we can become overtrained and maybe with our jobs it's just the grind of the job. It's the heat of the summertime, the constantly being on incidents, being on fires. And we are just it, the, the work tasks day after day, you know, it's the situation can dictate where you're not getting rest. It doesn't provide that opportunity. You're having to do these long shifts day after day after day because the work needs to be done and there's nobody else to take your place. But that's another way that we can become overtrained. Some, sometimes in extreme cases, you can even have a much higher resting heart rate. So if your normal, well-conditioned resting heart rate is 60, well, now your resting heart rate is in the mid seventies and really for no reason, your, your body is just trying to compensate for everything. It's increasing the heart rate. So that's kind of a late sign for overtraining, but, but it is something to, to watch out for. And as I was saying before, I'm pushing yourself. There's all those reasons that we push ourselves, but our genetic potential, you know, who we are as individuals and our athletic potential and ability to suffer day in, day out, it can only take you so far for so long. So the, the mental toughness of just being able to gut it out and continue no matter what, sometimes our bodies are trying to alert us and let us know that it's, it's time to back off, but you know, we can only push like that for so long. And I now want to talk about what we can do to help fix 
the times when you're overtrained and you recognize it or to even think steps you can do to help prevent it. So one of the things I'm going to talk about is recovery. So recovery is how you're going to recover, of course, right? So recovery is just allowing your body to manage the stress. So we're talking physiological stress, physical athletic stresses on your body um, on this show. That's what we're talking about specifically, but stress is stress. So stress can come from work. Stress can come from the day-to-day, your job, stress can come from the gym. There's so many things that can contribute to your stress. So really recovery is going to be taking steps that you can do, um, actually doing things to help you recover. So through sleep. So you have to get rest. Um, some people talk about that the real gains that you'll get in a gym is not so much how hard you push while you're at the gym, but it's really how good you are at recovering, how good you are at feeding those muscles to build, how good you are at taking care of yourself to allow yourself to improve. So, so it really just as important as what you're doing on your physical workouts and performing, you need to take that same priority for recovery. So sleep, as I said, nutrition, hydration, and then of course, just well-being and happiness. So we talked about sleep a little bit. Um, you need to be on a sleep program. And I know that our work doesn't allow that a lot of times. If you work the kind of job where you get up at night or you work through the nights or your schedule is erratic, but make sleep a priority. I know myself, even on some of these side things that I do, like the podcast and the things I do with prep and defend, in addition to my regular job, you know, it's easy to just to stay up late and get some things done maybe on the computer, but I'm not helping myself recover. Um, so, you know, take that in consideration, plan your day, have a plan, have a routine and make sleep a huge priority. And we're talking, it's different for every individual, but definitely in that six to eight hour range is pretty universal for everybody. Some people can hang out around six or less and be okay. Other people need more. And then there's also others where if you sleep too much, you're not worth anything the next day. So, so feel how you feel, you know, take note of how much sleep you're getting and, and track it. Um, nutrition. So we're going to talk a little bit about nutrition. I'm not getting into it deep, but just know that the choices that you make on your nutrition are going to fuel your body and fuel recovery and help you recovery, help you recover and hydration. You need to be well hydrated. Your body uses water for just about every chemical reaction in the body. So you need to make sure that you're well hydrated. And I mentioned happiness or well-being. So seeking out and finding those things that, that fill your cup, right? Like you're feeling down and you're feeling maybe like you're getting too stressed out. So what things make you happy? Which being around which people spending, which kind of quality time is going to make you happy. You need to seek those out. So those are all factors in recovery because there's a flip side to each one of those, right? So if you're not, you know, sleep, I talked about, if you're not getting good sleep, how that's going to set you back on your recovery and your physical performance and nutrition. Of course, there's poor nutrition. You eat poorly. Not only are you not going to recover, but you're not going to really gain what you could have had you been doing the right thing with your nutrition dehydration, you know, that comes in the form of what we're hydrating ourselves with that we shouldn't be like alcohol or things, you know, other kinds of things that are just going to dehydrate you high sugar drinks. Um, you know, those are going to set you back. So they're not going to, they're not going to help you stay recovered. 
And then of course, on the, the happiness and well-being side, if you're unhappy, if you're deep depressed, you're not going to be, you know, you're, you're, that's just more stress. As I talked about before, stress is stress. And these are, you want to find a way to just knock down the stress in, in every area of your life. So to recap those, to recover, make a priority for your sleep, your nutrition, your hydration, and your happiness every day, every week, every year, right? This is something that every day, what am I doing for my sleep? What am I doing for my nutrition? How's my hydration? How's my happiness? Okay. Evaluate this, these things every day. And so we talked about recovery. Another way that can help you with overtraining is deloading. So prior to using strength and conditioning style workout programs, I used to just follow a lot of online workouts at the time for me was, for example, crossfit.com. I would just follow those. Well, as I started to study strength and conditioning, there's there's this concept of deloading. And I, and since I've tried that and used it on some programs that I purchased from other people, and then I incorporated it when I started writing my own programs, are the deloads. So for me, a deload is just a time when you back off of the intensity and give yourself time to recover. So if you're working out all year long, you're planning on hitting the gym all year long, you're planning on training all year long, it's building in those times that you're giving yourself time to back off and recover. Because as I talked about, at some point, you're just going to be overtraining and you're going to just smoke yourself out. So for me, deload, what I like to do is every fourth week, we deload. So three weeks of sticking to the program. And then on the fourth week, it's deload. So it's backing off of the intensity. It's that means going maybe going less intense on the weight. So dropping the weight, not going as hard um, on the runs and the hikes, even backing off just a little bit, just being mindful that, Hey, this is a recovery week for me. I'm still gonna, still gonna push hard, still gonna be competitive, but I'm not trying to break a record right now. This is my chance to kind of get my legs back under me, take care of some of these other stresses that I'm talking about. Right now we're talking about physical stress and then we'll get back on it in a week. So I do incorporate the deload. And then after the deload, you can pick right up where you left off on your focus and your priority, the goals that you're trying to meet, whatever those are. And then on those deload times and any time off during the week, I really like to incorporate active recovery. So that would be something that you just enjoy that is still, it's still physically active, but it's not maybe a really, really difficult workout, like going for an easy trail run, going for a mountain bike ride, surfing, paddle boarding, those things that are still physical, but they're just enjoyable. And that would be active recovery, or it could even be the workout, but just at a, at an enjoyable, you know, pace that doesn't necessarily take your breath away for the entire hour. And then, so the recovery, you know, it can be planned or, you know, it can be unplanned. I definitely like to plan the recovery. And as I've talked before, if you don't plan these things in, you can get injured. And that is an unplanned recovery time. And I got injured doing some recreation water sports, but it is definitely a recovery time for me. And I'm not trying to gain a whole bunch of weight while I'm off on an injury. I'm trying to, to allow my body to recover and, and give it everything it needs to be able to recover from the injury as well. So as I mentioned, those deloads are a time to, to recover because 
we're talking about all this physical stress and sometimes, you know, more and going harder, it just becomes more at, at some point. Like, like I heard, I've, like a lot of hero workouts, for example, in CrossFit, they're really long, they're really arduous and they're really tough. And you can always add another round. You could always go another 10 minutes, but, but at what point are you not reaping the benefits of the training sessions? So I don't try to keep training sessions too long. I try to keep them 90 minutes or less for myself. I really try to keep the focused training session to be an hour. And then of course, we're going to be working all day on whatever projects we have. We may be hiking. We we're on our feet. We're working, but the actual focus training session, I'm not trying to burn myself out on just that. So I, I keep it to an hour. You should train to that maximum of 90 minutes. As I said, beyond that, it's really not going to be that beneficial. All right. So that's an overview of what overtraining is and some ways that we can prevent and even fix it. So if you think you're overtraining in your own life, just try to back off the throttle for about a week. And again, that can, you can call that a deload week, but we're trying to back off and then you continue physical activity or workouts at a much shorter and less intense and more enjoyable pace. Um, also known as active rest, right? I talked about that. And then after some active rest or some deload, now your body is recovered and you can come back strong and you can continue to get after it in your training because as always, you're striving to be the best. You're striving to be the most reliable and hardest worker on your team. And that's the goal. And so just, just be aware of how your body's doing and make sure you're not overtraining. And if you are, I hope you can try to implement some of these things that we talked about today. And I hope that you gain some useful perspective. And I hope this keeps you motivated to stay pushing yourself and stay on a program and stay on point. So thank you very much for joining me on this talk today as we discussed overtraining. And as always, stay humble, stay hungry, and do hard work.